Mm-hmm. All right. Clap sync. Three, two, one. All I feel right. like this is going to be like the late night podcast, like quiet session. Like it's going to be a, a yeah. wound down sort of episode tonight. <laughs> wind down podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I, so. I like it. I like now, it. You guys got your wind down Wednesday series on YouTube, Tyranny of Thumbs. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. But, True. You know, this is also just going to be like, it's a nice Tuesday evening actually tonight, you know, because there's mm. the holiday and, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask that we still record Monday evening, but I got home yesterday at about 5 p.m. my time, and I was like, Brutal. you know what? I'm glad we rescheduled to the next day because I have zero energy. Dude, yeah, you were like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I might have energy. I might not. And it was just like everyone was like, like especially James was just like, dude, have any amount of empathy for yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, for real. <laughs> dude, I speaking- was like, all right, so we're doing it on Tuesday because that's insane. Like, don't. <laughs> Don't expect yourself to be up to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, okay, so wait, I just, I do want to get this out there because we did reference Wind Down Wednesday. Uh, The funniest thing that's happened to me recently, it may not be the funniest thing, but it's one of the things that I hold dear to my heart is that three years, uh, sorry, three years ago, three days ago, we got a spam account that commented and it said, I'm single, uh, heart face, uh, fucking tear face or something. And... (laughs) I always have been looking at these spam comments like, what do I fucking do with these? Like, do I ban them from the channel or do I just like leave them there because who gives a fuck and they're kind of winning if I have to touch them like and do anything about them and they take time away from my day. But then I just decided, no, fuck it. We're leaving this one because I just said, you know, even single people need to wind (laughs) 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 So So I've decided my new tactic is you just wage war. If if you can have if you can come up with a funny joke in like one or two minutes, like of the comment being posted and you're reading it in your email, you respond and you leave the comment. Otherwise you take it down. That's my new approach. So, you know, I felt good about that. There we go. That that's that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I was like I'm like tempted to heart it and like pin it on the top, but you know, I am not even It would be funny if they respond to that with some like hollow knight. A recommendation or some like <laughs> tip being like hey by the way in this certain room you miss this chamber that's over on the right hand side oh my god <laughs> so and i'm single by the on- way <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying james sorry uh i was gonna say on the topic of getting advice from the comments um turns out for the second time in in our playthrough of hollow knight we totally mm-hmm. missed a really important uh thing and this time a commenter was like yo check this out and yeah. we were like <gasps> but they oh, did shit. the like what i would consider to be the coolest way of commenting that they didn't spoil what it was when they said it but they also were referencing our pins that so in hollow Knight you can drop markers on the map and they give you these markers yeah. that they don't have meaning so they don't like it's not like you learn to put you know well so so in some cases you do like you can put bonfires or benches or whatever on the map. That's fine. But they give you a gold pin and you just decide in your own head what a gold pin actually means. And so we were creating these mental systems like gold pin means this, red pin means this, like blue pin means this. And so they were like, you should look at your bottommost gold pin. That's the way they described it to us, which I thought was fucking yeah. badass. It wasn't just like, <clears throat> go to the hollowing gale and then go left. And then I'm pacing yeah. this from a walkthrough. It was like, no, no. I, I was watching how you were putting things on the map and you're not going to go to this. It doesn't seem like you're paying a lot of attention to this particular one. I think you should return there. 
Um, and it was yeah. just like, it was awesome. And then I That's proceeded awesome. to beat that boss really easily because we were way over leveled. And then there's like a <laughs> second version of that boss. And that second version of boss just fucking stomped me for like 50 minutes straight. And I just like yep. had to pick my yep. <laughs> the pieces up of my fucking soul and, and walk out that room and just... <laughs> But I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. So <clears throat> you might not believe this, but it turns out we're not actually a podcast about Hollow Knight. We're at least that's this true. week. We're a podcast. <laughs> at least this about... episode's not. <laughs> for, yeah. For once, we do a Hollow Knight episode. There, there may be a Hollow Knight episode. You guys should definitely do a side quest on that. Yeah, we have to. Uh, we have to beat it first. I feel like. Yeah. yeah, do we? I wonder. But at this point, I think we're kind of committed to beating it and then doing it. Because I feel like we could have done yeah. one earlier, but yeah. 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 Especially because, James, dude, it's been like, it's been like, I know we're back at it, but it was like three weeks. Like, there was like a three weeks vacation stint that you went on there. And so it was like, holy fuck, what is this game? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, beyond that, like before that, we played Ori in the Blind Forest instead of Hollow Knight. So that was true. like a month. Yeah, true, um, true of being away from this game at least so yeah yeah do you think we're pigeonholed into platformers on that series or do you think we can branch out to do like other shit um i think we can branch out to do other shit okay i think we can whatever you can wind down to that's the game you guys should play yeah like you guys should just play like endless ocean one night yeah yeah. Or, or like, flower. What is that other one? Flower. Yeah, flower's yeah, yeah, the yeah. other one I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm down, dude. I've played flower like way too many fucking times. And you know what the truth about flower really? is? Yeah. Because it was like, okay, I was one of those guys that got a PlayStation 3 really early in its life cycle because I like believed in them and stuff. And then they proceeded to not make any games that were worth buying for many years. And everyone made fun right. of them. And I was like, but the graphics potential is so amazing. And then they were like, nice. But have you heard of fun multiplayer games on the xbox 360 (laughs) yes i've heard of them they're amazing i go over to all my friend's house and play them fuck but yeah so one of the cool things that playstation 3 had that that xbox didn't have was uh flower and some of their other games and so i bought it immediately when it came out and played it and it was like cool it's like a cool experience i wasn't high enough maybe um or (laughs) high at all at the time and then I just, and then I think I played it again later somewhere else with like a remaster version on the PlayStation 4. Like now it's going to be magical. And honestly, it's all right, but it's not like that fucking cool. Um, mm. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely like revolutionary in terms of what makes a game a game. I remember I went to an art museum and they had a video game art exhibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was especially popular with the youngsters uh mainly because they had um stations where you could play the games that they were talking about the art of so they did have like a uh a computer that you could uh, play bioshock on that Mm. promptly crashed because whatever you know snot-nosed kid played it before like smash the keyboard into oblivion so you know like when you go into all the interactive exhibits at a museum and like none of them work because you know some kid just like (laughs) just completely like ruined it but the one that was working though was flower because no one would play it Perfect. (laughs) but i played it it was great (laughs) yeah dude that is like just like like museums and shit like i feel like an art exhibit is like maybe you could hope that there would be less children destroying things but like, I went to, like, a fucking museum some time in the past 40 years of my life, and I just remember 40? being there. 40, what? 
<laughs> I just don't remember what it was. And it, like, I want to say like, yeah, recently, but like, that's not true. So I don't know when. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's like, you know, you go up to the buttons, you know what I'm talking about? And they're like all scratched around. Like, it's just like the whole <laughs> thing is, you know what I'm saying? It's like just totally... That's, I think, where all the, like, what if... That's why, like, every horror game is in a museum and it has, like, an animatronic, like, version of fucking Reagan or something that, like, barely works and says some great shit, like, or a dinosaur. Like, that's where they're all coming from is, is just going to a museum and just and noticing. everything out of order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Okay, fine. If we're going to tangent, speaking of uh, mechanized Ronald Reagan, I actually play a lot of Wasteland 3 this weekend. Has anyone heard oh, about really? this shit? I've heard that it exists. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I've never heard of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And apparently there's three of them, so that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, well, so the yeah. other two... So the lineage is actually, uh, allegedly... I mean, I didn't play the old ones, but they're like old, hardcore uh, CRPGs, like computer RPGs slash classic RPGs, whatever the fucking way you want to define it is. But basically, they're just like hardcore computer RPGs from back in the day. And then the... From back in the day, like the 80s i want to say yeah i think it's the 90s something like that maybe the 90s i could be wrong on that again i didn't play them um i was too busy uh playing bioshock at a museum and breaking it (laughs) 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 but uh but yeah so then apparently like the spiritual successor to them is actually fallout 3 um and like they somehow like Ooh. are connected to Fallout. This is what someone was telling me online. You know what? All I'm here to do is just tell you things that I saw online, but without any of the understanding. Um, but yeah, so like they're related to Fallout Three, and it has a very Fallout Three esque vibe, where it's like, you know, when you upgrade stuff, it has like cutesy, uh, like old school, almost like propaganda esque like drawings of like what the abilities do, and then there's all this like character and flavor and this like crazy weird post-apocalyptic world but it's you know in this case it's it's kind of um an XCOM style game but it just has a lot more rpg on top of it like it has a lot of like items that drop and stats and upgrading just like a little bit deeper than XCOM, but it still has XCOM's uh combat and it's pretty fun um so that's my report on that i would say it's pretty mm, fun if you cool. like that hardcore shit um which i that's do although awesome it's like do you like uh borderlands style of humor is like really like the the yes or no to me on that game it's like I- i'm enjoying it despite borderlands style of humor <laughs> like <laughs> like you like you just walk <clears throat> by this bridge and you just see this like body just get thrown off the bridge and just explode into blood on the ground and it's like that's a nice meat bag there that i threw do you want another one and you're like what the fuck is happening can i just XCOM <laughs> you to death <laughs> And sure enough, you can. So, anyways, cool. Any other tangents before yeah. we go to before we actually get into totally? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the new graphics card series that just got announced that's coming out like mm-hmm. in two months or something like that. Yeah, that's like that starts at four hundred dollars, and the four hundred dollar one is better than the like three thousand dollar one that came out a few years ago. Really? Yeah. How many years like, ago it's, though? Uh, the titan like that their most recent graphic card graphics card Mm -hmm. is outdated by the entry level of this new version it's pretty impressive yeah and it's computers it's like it's crazy cheap for the power that you're getting like this is a insane upgrade um and there i i 
So, I mean, the, the video that I watched about it said that suggested that they're actually trying to compete with the console market um, more than the, I mean, because they own the PC market. <laughs> they don't have to compete with themselves. <clears throat> hmm. um, but yeah. That's cool. Insane. I mean, yeah. NVIDIA is definitely like killing it in the graphics card department. I, I'm, they, they, for a while, yeah. were just like, we're expensive, deal with it, but it's amazing. So deal with that too. Yeah. So, right. So it'd be nice to see them. Cause like AMD was all about like, like basically value, but it, it capped out at a while. So like, if you wanted to have like really, really good like performance and you were willing to pay for it, like AMD didn't have anything to offer you. But if you wanted like great, but not incredible performance and you're willing to like buy that slash asterisk and you don't care about the fact that nvidia can really elegantly record slash stream your gameplay without affecting your gameplay which is like not a small asterisk for the shit that we do on youtube but like if you're not that yeah yeah i think amd had a case in the mid-range but yeah that's cool like i apparently the bit the biggest one takes three pcie slots you heard about that shit like three fucking slots no way yeah dude wait for this new for this new one the the highest yeah end? the 390 3090 which by the way costs 1500 dollars. yeah which yeah. is a lot of money but it's a lot less than their previous top of the line yeah well it's just weird it's just <clears> weird <throat> because like they also have a line of graphics cards that are not for consumers that are just for people who do like machine learning and whatever the fuck else, 3D modeling. And so they have yeah. like even way more expensive ones anyways. They just yeah. don't do games performance benchmarks really with them. Uh, but also just like, I don't know. It's it's like, it's all perspective. Like I always, the example I always think of is like, it's just like, it just depends on your hobby. Like what you're into. Like, because it sounds, like, ridiculous to pay $1,500 for a graphics card, but, like, it's, like, I know motherfuckers that have, like, a $300,000 car. And it's, like, do you know how many graphics cards I could buy with that shit? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, a fucking lot, dude. And, like, so, I don't know. It just, it's all perspective. But, like. Totally. Totally. I don't know. Like, anyway, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, $1,500 is, it's a it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money in comparison. And the, the entry level one is yeah, like comparatively reasonable. Um, yeah. But you have to buy the rest of the a computer. Lot of things. So that's kind of putting you at, I want to say $700 at least for the whole thing. So that's still like quite expensive when you compare it to a console, but it is also a computer. Well, the I don't new, know. Yeah. I mean the new, the new console line now just got announced that it starts at like 300 bucks for the xbox series like something s dude what a train wreck um, of naming that thing is yeah xbox needs to figure itself out in terms of naming dude it can't um, the second they came out with 360 i was like well you're a fucking train wreck like you're not recovering from yeah. this this doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense totally <laughs> <laughs> and and playstation has the ps5 and you're like yeah that's reasonable it came after the ps4 yeah exactly the only problem with playstation though their naming is that like it kind of suggests in your just like mind without saying anything that it might be backwards compatible and it's like mostly not <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure they're trying to do a better job at that but like i remember like i have one of, i have one of the really old school playstation 3s and i'm just hoping that thing never fucking dies because they it, it was one of the more expensive ones when it came out which i actually think was like 500 dollars at the time which i think was very expensive um but it's, it has a playstation yeah. 2 in that bad boy 
So, like, <laughs> so if you want backwards compatibility, they're like, we don't know how to do it for software, but we just put a PlayStation 2 in here so you can just play PlayStation 2 games. <laughs> and then people were like, that shit's way too expensive. I don't want a PlayStation 2 in there. And so then they like made a version without the PlayStation 2 in there. Um, and I just remember like being so joyed that I got the one with the PlayStation 2 in there because like, fuck yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, has anyone seen the fucking the PlayStation 4 Pro? We've been borrowing uh, Gabe's for a while and I, I think it looks better than the PlayStation. I don't like I don't have like a great comparison, but what I can tell you is that it doesn't look that amazing and it also is really, really fucking loud. Like, I'm pretty sure the PS4 wasn't this loud. Loud, dude. It's excruciating. Like, bro. Like, like the fans? Yeah, like, look, okay. During Sounds the fuck- like it's going to take off in your living room. <laughs> pretty much. Except that, like, dude, I don't even... I do much more intimate gaming than that, so it's fucking on my desk, like, one foot for me, and I'm like, motherfucker. It's just, like, <laughs> lit up. Like, oh, Like, we have... So, like, for the fires outside and all the smoke that's coming through, we have all these, like, near-industrial fucking air purifiers... And, like, those things are loud, but they're, like, doing something. I don't know. It's just, like, this thing is, like, rivaling the air purifier, plus it's hot as fuck. And it's, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I just want, I just want, so, for instance, like, for the computer that I bought, this is the second computer. I guess it's the third. I did buy and build Elena's computer, so I had some learning there. But one of the things I learned that mattered is, like, get a case that's quiet. Like, because why not? Like, you know, <laughs> why not get quiet shit? Like, there's like a lid on mine. It's also nice. You can put the lid on, and it's like, hey man, shit'll get hot in here if you're not careful. But it's gonna be quiet as fuck. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just browse the web. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna launch a game. And it's like, hey man, just letting you know, <laughs> you're gonna light me on fire. It's like, cool. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Long tangents on computers. Uh, <clears throat> cool. Yeah. James, you upgrading? You get another whole new computer? Uh, yeah, eventually. Huh. Um. When they come out, I think I will. Yeah, because cool. my my graphics card is is getting a little bit long in the teeth. You have a nine seventy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what which has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, it's a perfectly fine graphics card. It does everything that I need it to. But it um, you know, at the, at the the cost of entry to the new line, it feels like now might be the time. Yeah. I Hell yeah. That. Hell yeah, computers for all, bro. Let them fall from the sky so you never have to go outside ever again. Yeah. Although, and I'm excited about that those rays. I want to trace some rays. Oh, bro. Yeah, I don't use ray tracing on mine because it just tanks the FPS and I'm just I'm just I'm too into the FPS, bro. That smoothness, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Maybe yeah. this new one doesn't tank the FPS. All right, James, here's what we should do. If you get a new graphics card, we should play control with with ray tracing on on your graphics yeah. card. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like that's one of the reasons I want to get ray tracing is to play control. <laughs> Dude, the the two examples that they were giving for ray tracing, there was actually a bunch more. There was like Battlefield that looked amazing, but there was also like ray tracing. If you guys don't know, it's like a it's basically a better way or a more accurate to real life way of replicating light. And the way light bounces off of surfaces and bounces around. So, like, examples they've used is, like, an explosion blows up behind a car and then it, like, lights up things that you can see even though you can't see the explosion, that sort of thing. Whereas before they yeah. they kind of fake it a little with, I guess, is the way it's been explained to me. Slash those videos so that I watched that were So, we've been able to do ray tracing 
uh, for decades, but not in real time. Um, like it would take minutes to hours to trace the, the rays of light on each frame. Um, and so what RTX is, is real time ray tracing, um, that, uh, yeah, that that you can actually like use to see in video games. Did yeah. you see like the most hilarious example of that though was because again like they did Battlefield and then they did Control and both of those looked fantastic and then they were like here's a really impressive one check it out and it was fucking Minecraft <laughs> <laughs> yes and they I were did showing the ray that. tracing in Minecraft and I was like bro this is fucking some dumbass shit like what is this yeah and then, and people yeah. were like literally like oh my god Minecraft has never looked so good and I was like yeah Minecraft has never looked good like I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> I about. agree with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay here's the perfect segment <clears throat> there segue so I was actually watching this amazing playthrough and I'm sure we'll get into it of a run of Slay the Spire but at one point the guy who was doing it was going through each card that you were about to get and there's this card that basically like it's unplayable that's it's like tag and if you discard it you draw a card so it's like i guess powerful in decks where you discard a card but he was going through Mm. like these immense details about all these different values and ups and downs of all the other cards and he got to this one and he said there's no analysis needed for this card it's unplayable i mean that in every possible sense this is the worst (laughs) card you could possibly take here were you looking at jorbs was that jorbs did you recommend Jorbs yeah. last week? I I might have. Okay. Jorbs is you, you guys were talking really about him, yeah. Because mm. mm. I remember you said like go find this guy on YouTube, and I forgot who it was, and I was too lazy to listen back, but I did find Jorbs, so I think that might have been the guy. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is Slay the Spire, James? You want to tell us about this because this is a you know a game or something I hear, and it you know yeah can be played. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a game? Exactly. What? We're going to go back to so our Slay discussion. So Slay the Spire is a game a that game. can be played. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but I can sit on my desk. Does that make it a chair? Like that sort of shit? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, it is not the pl- platonic ideal game, but it is a game. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it um, it's a roguelike. It's the last of our roguelike block. Mm. Um. And in this one, uh, it is uh, you build a deck of cards um, over a series of encounters, um, and you try and get as far as you can, and um, you beat a series of bosses uh, to get to the end, where um, and you can win. Um. <clears throat> it's essentially Hearthstone without the pay-to-play. And Except you have to pay to play it because you have to buy the game. Well, okay, like w- <laughs> without the pay to play for strong cards, I guess I mean. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, with somewhat of a rough storyline as you traverse your way to slay the spire. Yeah, um, it's kind of so like there's arena something in me that too. when you say it's essentially Hearthstone, like dies inside. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Reasonable, but but that that's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of fair. Like, it's a digital card game. Um, uh, Hearthstone has, like, Arena, Mm -hmm. and it has the single-player experiences. 
and the single player experiences uh, that are deck building are th- do have similarities to this. Um, absolutely. Um, they there's four uh, characters in Slay the Spire um, that have uh, entirely distinct sets of cards that are available to them. Um, <clears throat> I believe you need to beat the game with all three of the first characters in order to unlock the fourth. Do you, do you guys have confirmation on that? No, I don't think you do. Uh, Oh really? Yeah, I think, well, so James, our first one was very fortunate because you helped me, but then after that I proceeded to not win as much as we did then. And I believe we unlocked the second character from potentially just having a good run, but maybe from winning. But then after that, I I think you unlock it experience like basically the first time you play the game you unlock the second one is that true zoe right yeah you unlock the second and third ones rather quickly like i attempted the first run with the first guy unlocked the second person and then i Mm -hmm. attempted one run with the second person and unlock the third person actually Mm -hmm. so then Mm -hmm. i thought it was like oh you play with with the third and you unlock the fourth and that didn't happen and i still to this day haven't unlocked the fourth dude the fourth is fucking awesome like probably the fourth is crazy it's kind of like a rogue in hearthstone where it starts with the coin so you get like a piece of mana that you can use to have like a big burst in a turn and then it has this form where they can basically like take double damage but deal double damage so it's like you turn yourself into this very vulnerable form and then you just blow a motherfucker up and if you mm-hmm. math it out correctly, that you don't have to take any damage. You just blow them up. So it's a really fun, like, like there's this two phases, the calm and the rage, and you sort of, like, bounce between them. Like, you're being defensive until you see that opening, and then you just kill them. So that character's yeah. cool. That's how I kind of thought the Seeker was. So the Seeker is my favorite go-to character in mm. this, and at least the three that I had. I like the whole idea the seeker of... wait 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 so there's the ironclad is the first one that you play mm-hmm. yeah then there's the silent oh the silent that's <clears throat> yeah, the green sorry, guy the, the poison guy the, with the knives the silent yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then there's yeah, the yeah. defect yeah and then the there's defect. the watcher right mm-hmm. so it's so it's not the seeker it's the silent that's my favorite only because there were just a couple runs where i would stack so many of my poisons up and Mm -hmm. then there's also like kind of an execute card where if you kill somebody you deal their entire health in damage to all enemies so like (laughs) jesus yeah basically i would just like explosion i would armor up like armor up to like 50 armor yeah but still be applying poisons the entire time and then like just in one move just obliterate the battlefield that's awesome (laughs) it felt fucking great There's actually a bunch of ways to do that with Silent, too. Like, there's another uh, card that it doubles the uh, poison on the person, and Mm -hmm. you can upgrade it, and it triples it. And I think I had, I want to say, like, three of those in a deck, and it didn't really, like, make sense as a deck. But I I got over a 1,000 poison on someone. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, I got an achievement. And the achievement was, like, get over 100. And I was just, like, sitting there with, like, a 1,000. But, yeah, like... There's definitely stuff that gets completely out of control in that game if you if you manage yeah. to get there and manage to get it and manage to build around it, which is I think super cool too. Like they definitely yeah. allow that stuff. Like for instance, another example of that would be Barricade on Ironclad. So Ironclad gets this card called Barricade and it costs three, but it means all your armor doesn't go away at the end of the turn. 
So it's more like Warrior from Hearthstone in that sense. And so once you enable that, you can use this card called Impervious, where you just get 30 armor right there. Or if you're an upgrade, you get 40 armor. And so if you imagine just dropping 40 armor and they hit you for 12, like you're just chilling now forever. And you just like casually throw out block if you feel like it for the rest of your turns as you just kill them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely gonna um, so a little bit more context about how the game works. Um, you draw a hand of five cards at the beginning of every turn and you get three energy. The five cards cost varying amounts of energy and um, uh, and they all do various interesting things. Um, so that um, might explain a little bit more of what McCoy was talking about. You have block cards that give you defense over your health um, that all block goes away at the beginning of your next turn unless you have barricade. Um, <clears throat> right. and, um, and then you have standard attacks that just deal damage to the enemy's health. Um, or you can, as the silent, as Zoe was talking about, uh, cast poison, which deals the, um, the, the poison value to their health. It goes through block. Um, and then that count reduces by one. Um, so... If you can keep stacking poison, it gets pretty nuts. It's it's one of these games that it's like, and a lot of I think a lot of the deep games are like this, but it's just like there's a lot of fucking mechanics in this game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it is mechanics the game. It's like, bro, there's vulnerable, there's weak, there's poison, there's fucking I don't know, confused. There's probably scared. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm waiting for it to come out. And like, you know, <laughs> there's just all sorts of different things that people can do to you or you can do to people. And you have to really play with it a little bit to kind of understand what that does. Like, for instance, especially, dude, coming off Darkest Dungeon, like there's a way that poison, I guess it's you would maybe think poison is blight. But I think the closer one is actually bleed. But they're similar concepts. But they're different enough in this game that if you're counting on it working exactly the same way as it does in Darkest Dungeon, you're going to die. Like, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff like that where you just need to be like, how does it work in this game? If I put two weeks on someone, is that two turns of week or is that double the week? And so you just need to, like, figure all that shit out. And, and there's a lot of figuring that shit out, especially when they tell you that your enemy is going to do something. Your enemy intends to do something to you it's like some swirling fucking icon over their head and you're like well okay but like <laughs> watching like people stream this game they're like pulling up a spreadsheet and they're like well he does exactly this he does this move first and then he has a 40 percent <laughs> chance to do this move and if he's summoning something then it's obviously one of these four characters and so there is like an end to it but when you're new you're just like oh my god he's gonna do something should i I guess I should attack him because he's not going to do like he's not attacking me. So, and so there's just a lot of shit to, to, to learn at the beginning of this game to figure out before you can actively math things. Um, and even then, like as you, at least when it comes to, I guess like final bosses, because as you, you, you fight your way through a bunch of rooms to get to a final boss, which ends an act. Mm -hmm. And I don't quite know how many acts it takes to slay the spire. I've only completed, I've gotten to the end of three so far. So um, that's the final boss. Yep. Sort of. That's the, that's the final boss. Okay. That's that, 
beat if you beat the the third boss, then that counts as a victory. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. On Damn. Ascension Zero. Oh my God. Which is on Ascension. Well, on on all Ascensions, that's kind of a victory. Um, really? you do get a fourth boss after uh on Ascension One, which is like you you beat it the first time. Um, there are twenty Ascension levels. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, you get right. So, um. <clears throat> On Ascension 1, you start to see these, like, key fragments um, where you need to, uh, at, a, at a rest site where you can either rest to regain health or upgrade a card in your deck, you get a third option, which is, like, I don't know, it's get the red key or whatever. Yeah. And then um, uh, in there's an elite combat which is a super elite um, and it'll, it'll appear on each in each act until you beat it. Um, and uh, maybe that one gives, I don't know which one gives you the red key. There's red, green, and blue. Yeah. Um, and then you have to, you get a chest um, in each act, which contains a relic that gives you a permanent boost and you have to forego a relic to get the final key. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once you do that, if you beat the final the the final boss of the third act, you get a fourth act, which is crazy difficult. Yeah. Right. So, but I guess the the point is also like each act has probably a series. Like it, it's because it's a roguelike game, you know, it can be any one of I think like three final bosses, mm -hmm. uh, at least for acts one and two, and each final boss does something wildly different from the other one. So it's not like you can say, okay, in act one, it's going to be a heavily armored uh, final boss. So I really need to build up my deck to just do a lot of, I don't know, damage or something. Um, instead, it's like you could get anything from a heavily armored boss to one that just deals copious amounts of damage in one turn to one that is like just a whole like battle of attrition. Um, so building your deck is always so interesting um, as you go through because you, you get like a symbol, I guess, of what the final boss is. So you can somewhat prepare for it, uh, yeah. but each run is different. And then the series of bosses or the series of, uh, of like little enemies that you face on your way up to the final boss um, while like I think in the first act you can kind of predict which ones will show up when or at least get an idea of like the types of small enemies you'll encounter like still it, yes. it, it's always so interesting like your your build evolves a lot yeah. uh, with mm, every attempt absolutely. that you do and so, um, and sometimes which you get I, I learned the hard way like again like I definitely failed a lot of my attempts I've I had 24 hours to play this game in the car, and maybe it's pathetic that I can't even reach the uh, past the third act, but I guess I didn't have the full 24 hours. I probably played this game probably a total of six, actually. But, um, but so that's one and a half runs. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I would say it would definitely be more because I kind of forget each run is like can take up to like two hours at a time. Oh. Uh, it, it is a long form game if you have a good run going. Um, but I learned some hand, of those hard lessons going through like yeah. one of the first hard lessons because I don't play a lot of deck building games. 
one of the first hard lessons I learned was you don't always want to be picking up cards at the end yeah. of each battle because yeah. then you start act three with a series of like 50 cards in your hand and yeah. you're like i'm waiting for that one card yeah. where the fuck's yeah. that one card <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah that's that's a really hard lesson so the fact that that's one of the first ones that you learned is like damn good job yeah i learned that one in, <laughs> to be honest in dominion um because like dominion has the similar concept here like and you wouldn't learn it for instance in hearthstone right because you just get 30 cards and that's the end of it but these games yeah. that have this like shuffling the rest of your cards back in, it's like you're building a machine and like you can bloat your machine or you can trim down your machine. And like it's it's really, really important. And that's why like, dude, because I, when I was first playing Dominion, there's a card, there's a concept called trash. It's like you would pay money or like for this card and then you would use this card with an action and it would throw away one of your other cards and i was like why the fuck would i do that um like why would i do that until i realized like in all these games they like to do this they like to put stuff in your deck that it's all right maybe for the beginning you know like strikes and defends and stuff like that it's all right um but eventually you might want to consider getting rid of it to have your more powerful cards like doing more work and so like in Dominion, they they have uh, it's a victory point, so it, it literally does nothing. It's a card that literally does nothing. That you can just draw, and you're like, damn it! Until the end of the game, when it gives you a victory point. Okay, so at the end of the game, it's valuable, but at the beginning, it's terrible. So if you're willing to take the gamble of putting yourself behind in terms of points to everyone, you can throw them away. And so it's just like that sounded so ridiculous to me for so long until eventually I was just like, well. If I did have a deck that was only this one card of some troll build like that, if it was, I could, if I could get ten of these one cards and nothing else, I think I'd be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should try that. <clears throat> Fuck it. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, that that is definitely a powerful lesson. It's like skipping, and also at at the shops, you can pay to remove a card too. That's also sometimes often a very good idea. So, in fact, like at most shops you tend to want it's it's a it's a general rule of like it's good to remove a card mm -hmm. um that's often one of the strongest things you can do dude um, i had a run where i picked up cards because i quote wanted to learn them but then i started to do sort of well and then started to buy removal out of like well i learned this card fucking blows so <laughs> <laughs> and i was like dude how unoptimal is this that i'm buying cards like slash getting them from rewards and then paying to remove them like there's just no way this yeah. is gonna make it to the end <laughs> yeah 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 um so uh as mccoy mentioned for mccoy's first run mm -hmm. i kind of i was there for that and i um i tried to um restrict what i was saying to um like just telling you how things work because they don't do a lot of yeah. work explaining what's going to happen yeah literally um, the only explanation it gives you at the very beginning is this card attacks mm -hmm. this card yeah. blocks and that is <laughs> yeah. literally it and then i think it just yeah. gives you an overall general enemies do different sorts of things yeah. like <laughs> yeah watch out it tells you what it's gonna do next turn yeah. Um, James, yeah, do you think so, there's a world where this game takes a little bit of 
because it would change the mechanics of the game so maybe not but is there a world where it like they telegraph their their next turn more like because i feel like these you mean like beyond just the turn that's coming up well so but like the turn after that i guess like if they're attacking you they're telling you if they're blocking they're not telling you how much and if they're cursing you whatever if 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 they're if they're debuffing you or buffing themselves it doesn't say exactly what's going to happen but like what's interesting is that and it's not true of all cases but again these people with spreadsheets that are playing this at high level are like oh well he does this and then he does this and then he does this and i'm just like yeah why is it that in your spreadsheet it says that and i think it's just an into the breach like thing it's now spoiled me a bit but i'm just like why like do I need to learn that he's going to block for exactly this amount or is it just something you could tell me? I um I think that that's a, a situation where yes, I I agree with you. The the um they could tell you more about what's going to happen. They could tell you exactly what's going to happen. Um and um like on the turn that it's so instead of saying this enemy plans to debuff you it's like this enemy plans to apply to vulnerable to you and you will take 50% more damage you know yeah um it it could say that and i don't think that that would really take away from the game because people at a high level know exactly what's going to happen right yeah they've they've played the game for so many hours they've played that one encounter so many times that they just know that um so it's not really going to take away anything at that level um but it will make it easier for newer people to you know play through that fight and and also successfully what i've noticed about this game that's so fascinating when i watch the so like for me personally, I would say my favorite thing to do with these games is to understand them enough that I can watch like high level people talk through the turns. Um, yeah, because I just enjoy that. Because what it ends up being is it's kind of like it's almost like a lesson or like a yeah, like a class or something. But it's they're doing all of the math for you. You don't actually have to do the math unless you want to do the math. So you can sit there and go, well, I I might do this turn and you can think in your head how much damage that would do and you can try to math it out or you can let them think about it and and talk about it. And so you can sort of passively enjoy like really complicated thinking, I guess. And so like that's fun. Um, And there's a lot of that with this. Where's I going with that? It doesn't really matter. But yeah, like... I've, I've, okay, so that's so if I was watching myself say this, that'd be great. But now that I'm actually thinking it and forgetting, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of complexity. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of complexity to this game. Oh, yeah. And there's like, okay, that's what I was saying. There's a middle ground between you, can, there are certain turns in this game where the more you know about it, the game itself, like the more you're thinking about the path that's ahead of you the boss that you know that's ahead of you, but you don't know the rest of the acts, but you do know what you could potentially face. Like the more you're thinking about these things, the more you think about what cards you could potentially get, the more you're thinking about, could you get a potion after this fight or not? What's your chance for that? It turns out it goes up every time you don't get a potion from a hallway fight. It's like all these things, like when you start to math them up, then you look at your draw pile and you realize what you could pull next turn. And that might actually be more obvious than you think. You might only have five cards in there and you're going to get exactly that as your hand. So like there's a lot of, 
space you could think in this game and like then you could pull up spreadsheets like i said and you can look at exactly what the bot like the bosses do or all the even minions do and what their attack patterns are and what their chances are to do different things and just all of that shit and so you could start to go crazy with it and even the smartest like best like most deep thinkers that i've seen online about this game do that sometimes but they also sometimes are just like, no, you know, I'm going to play it a little faster and a little bit more fun, and that's okay. Uh, and for them, faster and fun is still, like, at a high, way higher level than me, but it's, like, still not taking 45 minutes for a single turn. Like, really thinking about it and mathing it out and pulling out their spreadsheet and, like, alt-tabbing and doing all that sorts of shit. So I feel like if you telegraphed a little bit more what people would actually do, that would actually help the person who is thinking about their turns but isn't like going all the way to the like 20 minute a turn spreadsheet you know it would help someone because it would help new people but i think it would also help people not playing it casually but like even like really really high level players playing it casually like people or even really experienced players playing it casually like i think it would just help mm. communicate a lot more about what they're doing and so you don't have to feel like you're not doing it right if you don't go look up exactly what it could be and then figure out your odds from there um it can kind of support you in playing it a little looser so i don't know it's just something to think about so no i yeah. i don't disagree with you yeah as i was saying i think i think it wouldn't be bad for the game to increase that so and there's also like ahead. the other thing also like Unlike, I think, other card games I've seen, Slay the Spire has a ton of different items and trinkets and potions that do different things that in certain combinations, like, you always just kind of want to try it out for the sake of trying it out. Like, so for me, I found myself trying out trinkets not because I w wanted to win a run, but I was just like, let's just test this out and see if a trinket that doesn't let me discard my hand is actually good mm -hmm. spoiler it wasn't it was a shit show <laughs> i hated that oh really trinket so much mm. yeah well because well for one thing every single time it was my turn i'd get the whole pop-up being like i can't draw any more cards yeah, yeah, and yeah, i was yeah. just like this like for me <laughs> in my organized brain like it was just a mess organization wise. Cause I'm like, I am holding 10 cards in my hand. Holy shit. I don't know what does what. And like, it was, it was bad, but see, which, I learned. Wait, which like, trinket was this? I, I forget what the trinket was called, but it was basically like you at the end of your turn, your don't discard your hand. Oh, you, the runic pyramid. Yeah. But you still yeah. draw the same number of yeah. cards yeah. that you normally would. Yeah. That, so. that, 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 so that one is, crazy powerful if you have the right deck for it and it exactly. can just ruin your day if you don't yeah. exactly and i yeah. i just i did not have the deck for it at all so i like found myself like that's kind of when i learned okay so i built a deck that houses these sorts of cards therefore i know if i want to pick these cards up again in future runs i need a smaller deck so they are constantly yes. cycling yes. through well you, yeah. you in a sense um, had it's not quite a combo, but you had a, a particular mechanism you were trying to activate. And so, yeah, you're just getting further and further away from your mechanism. And sometimes your mechanism might be two cards together, and then you're getting way further away from that, too. And Right. And yeah. I think the, the problem with that one as well, it's like I, as soon as I picked that trinket up, I went against an enemy who um, hexes you. So, like, every time you don't attack it and you 
do like a skill or a block um, oh. it will just put a trash card in your hand so i had like a hand of 20 cards mm. where 14 of them were hexes and i was just like fuck yeah. this yeah. shit I this. <laughs> so this actually really goes back to what you were saying earlier which i think is super super true about this game is that it um it tests you and your deck along the way in a bunch of different ways that like oftentimes like hearthstone doesn't really do like hearthstone is like there's there it depends on the meta and it's definitely evolved over time and i certainly haven't followed it for many years but when it when i was following it it's like sometimes there were decks that's like i don't care what you're doing on the board i'm just gonna hit your face for 30 uh or 50 <laughs> or 60 so if you don't have six like 30 armor on top of your health you're just dead um and so that's basically cheating in a way like it's not being tested as a deck it's not cheating necessarily but in this game the context is cheating because like you said th like that discard card thing can be amazing but then it's being tested by this thing can you survive if someone fucks up your mechanic in this way so then a good example is can you survive if there's a really big beefy guy in the middle here can you survive if there's a yeah. bunch of little guys can you survive if you're using skills and it's making them stronger can you survive if attacking them in a bunch of small little ways hurts you uh like yeah. you know so they're testing your deck in a bunch of different ways and so it's it's not as easy to be like well my combo is easy i just do 180,000 damage if i draw the perfect cards like that's nice right but what if there's five guys and you need to kill them like do you have to draw through your whole deck like five times so that was another lesson my the other lesson i learned was there at least needs to be some sort of card or cards in my deck that deal with crowd control mm -hmm. because it is nice when you can do a combo like you said that deals out you know 150 damage in one turn but if it's only to one guy in a series of eight you're just like well <laughs> that was overkill yeah. uh, awkward <laughs> like, and then the rest of them are hitting you for 12 and you're like motherfucker exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. you're like well yeah. i hit that guy for 500 but i have zero block and oh, oh all of these guys hit me for 50 jesus yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh and then there's like um, it tests you even like what if this guy hits you with one really big attack could you deal with that oh, what if he hits you yeah. with a bunch of really small attacks? How do you deal with that? And they're like our answers for things. It's just a mm -hmm. matter of like, I don't think you have to be well-rounded, but one approach you can do is kind of round yourself out to a bunch of these tests as best you can theorizing about how they might test you along the run. Because um, like sometimes you need, like for instance in Silent, that 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 deck that that guy that you like, there's this card called Piercing Whale? Whale? Whale. Piercing, piercing whale. Yeah, piercing, piercing whale. whale. Yeah, and that card... All enemies get minus six strength, which means they do six less uh, damage per attack for one turn. So that shit, it turns out, in the same way that you scale with strength with multiple attacks, they, like, anti-scale with strength. So if they're hitting you for five, ten times, and you decrease their strength by six, then they're hitting you for zero ten times... And it's just like, yeah. you just destroyed them. Like, it's like that attack was completely negated. And usually, people who attack like that kind of chill afterwards. They don't necessarily always chill afterwards, but they're probably not going to do that exactly again right away. So, it's just like, like pulling that off is amazing. And so, like, and like, that's a good example where 
holding your hand if you had a, a a deck that you could spend your cards easier like they were cheaper cards or you had more mana or they comboed with each other or they were free in some ways you could then save that piercing whale just like in your hand forever and for him to do that one fucking attack and then you just counter him so it's like it's all about like just figuring out how to deal with this fucking machine that you created with not enough information at the time but some wild guesses to hopefully get as far as you can which I think is fun. I think that's fun. Like, I was thinking in my head, and I don't know if this would actually work, but I was thinking in my head of what would this game be like if I could pick my cards at the beginning? Mm. Just let me construct a deck and let me go through and see how far I could go. Uh, and it would be broken in a lot of ways, but I also think that'd be kind of fun. Like, like at the end. Yeah, but I also think the game would go stale more quickly. Really if quickly, they ever- yeah. Yeah, because then you would always just, you know, you'd find something that works and you would just always do that build and, you know, therefore, you know. I mean, you, there's you some, there's, there's builds that, that literally cannot lose a single fight. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so- I do, I, I did like the concept of, you know, like, it, it would always infuriate me a little bit when I had a good deck going and like, so for instance, the best run I ever did, I had the third boss. It was the one, I, I don't know if it's the same time, same one every time, but it was one where it has 300 health, you kill it, yeah. but then it regens full 300 health yep, again. Yep. Which, by the so way, it doesn't ba- tell yeah. you that, I don't think. It do, yeah, it, it do, yeah, it doesn't tell you that. It says it I, isn't awoken. That's what it says. Yeah, and you're like, thanks. It's, <laughs> it says it, it, it's, it's like not a, not woke, woken up yet. Reasonable. Right. And so, it doesn't like, say what that means. No. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, I... It also clears all debuffs. Yeah, thanks. That's all your poison, by the way. Right. That yeah. was the other awful thing. So, yeah, I, like, chunked it down for its full 300. I was like, yes, I've completed Act 3 at regens. I was like, oh, fuck. And I was only... I was already at, like, 5 health when that happened. So I was like, all right, well, this mm. is over. And it was infuriating because I just had such a good deck going yeah. that I was just like, I just want that deck again. Yes. I want to do this again just with the whole, you know, that deck now that I know but it doesn't but in a way like you know it did force me to innovate throughout the game of like okay well i don't have the card that i I think one of my favorite cards that i played um i forget the name of it but it's one when you're playing the silent where um you you play it and then for every card you play thereafter the entire rest of the encounter you gain one block Mm -hmm. and so Basically, what I would end up doing is I would have two of those cards that stack on blocks and then also a shit ton of cards that give me shivs in my hands. So I would play like, you know, like 30 cards per turn and therefore get like 30 free block plus whatever else I stack on from other cards I play. Um, And it worked really well. But like the next time I never saw that yeah. uh, block stacking card again, the next run. But like then I had to innovate. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this one, I actually can focus more on poison yes. this time around. And- I, I had a similar experience a while ago where I had the sickest shiv deck. I destroyed everything right up to the final boss of Act 3. And then the final boss of Act 3's uh, special like thing is that every 12 cards you play it ends your turn and gains two strength um (laughs) (laughs) and so i i literally could do nothing to this boss Mm. um 
my entire deck was just countered instantaneously, and I lost horribly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But dude, so. then because it's a rogue, like this game is cruel, because it'll like, yeah. it'll flash you part of your combo, but at the wrong time. You're like, am I really yeah. gonna take this card without the other one, and it's terrible on its own right now? In the middle of this yeah. run, like I don't think I'm gonna get that many more chances. Like, like did you guys ever pick a card that you knew was like kind of terrible at now, but you were just like hoping for the fucking synergy? I definitely did that. Yep. Oh, oh absolutely. God. Oh, it's all. It's pretty much always the wrong move. I know. Um, <laughs> but I do it anyway. <laughs> I know. It's just sad. You're sitting there. You're like, well, surely this card's amazing. Shit. You know, because it was amazing. And and in fact, like you know, there's these concepts in these card games called. I guess you could call aggro and control, but the mechanisms that they use in that is fast and slow. So, like, if you can burst someone down, which is a great example that um, the fourth character can do, but I'm sure they all can do in their own different ways. Like, bursting someone down, maybe it's like you have kind of a limit to how much damage you can do, but if you can apply it properly, like, you might be able to just kill someone right outright or kill a couple people right outright. Um, and that's pretty awesome. And then there's like slow stuff like noxious fumes or whatever, where it poisons them a little bit each turn and then it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And so you're thinking to yourself like, I love noxious flumes, but like, am I slow or fast right now? Like, am, are these fights taking a long time where I can get noxious fume value? Or is this one of those decks where I kind of need to be faster and I can't afford to be so slow? Like, do I even have the tools to stay alive long enough to make this work? And so... That is something that gets me a lot is I just get, I'm starting to learn to be better at that, but I look at a card that I love and I'm just like, it's time. Even if it's not time. Like, it's just, it's time, Barricade. You remember that one time we we won? We won together, Barricade. Let's do it again. <laughs> and I have no block. It's like, man, fuck. But but this is why... So were you able to win any more times no. than the first time? No, but okay. Elaine and I did yeah. a co-op run and we got really, really far. Uh, oh nice yeah co-op runs in this game are amazingly fun because it it's like you don't have to do all of the thinking yourself necessarily and even if you're trying really hard to think and they're trying really hard to think sometimes you come up with different lines of thought and you can compare them um and like that stuff's really cool and it ends up slowing down all the decisions because like you might think it's really obvious but then they don't and you're like oh really and then they explain that to you and you're like oh maybe it isn't so because like when i play with myself i tend to be a little bit too fast for my own good like with making decisions mm. and stuff like that. Um, oh, I spam like, yeah, I, I spam my decisions so quickly. And then I realize halfway through that I just like played them in all the wrong yep. order. Like yep. I'll uh. hit a guy for 10 and then apply 99 and vulnerable yeah. or 99 vulnerable. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, wait, why the fuck oh, did I, I do that? that? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. And then that's like all fun in games until so you hard. realize you've taken way too much damage and die and or. You... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah, like it's it's bad. It's bad. Like I oh god. Oh god. And like so James was was teaching me a lot of stuff to think about in certain contexts that I didn't. Like he was focusing a lot on the draw pile, what could you actually draw? And then he was focusing a lot on this there was this card called Feed. You ever heard about that shit? It's an ironclad and what it does is it does, I don't know, 12 damage or something. But if you kill someone, a creature with it that's not a minion from a boss, but even a small creature in a hallway fight, but just not a particular minion, uh, then it gives you max HP boost. Oh. So like for the rest of the run. For the rest of the run, and so and it heals you. By the way, whenever you get a max HP bonus, so it's like six plus six max HP. It actually heals you six and increases your 
max six, which is not yeah. well explained. It doesn't say that, but that's <laughs> yeah. what it does. <laughs> um, Wait, but, but, but it's helpful too, yeah. right? So it's like when you have oh, five it's... health left out of 80, like sure, it's like now out of 88, but now it's 13 out of 80. Exactly. That's more yeah. than five. Oh yeah, and if you beat the act, it'll full yeah. heal you. So then you get all that value back. So you're like, fuck, I gotta get there. So yeah, which is apparently not explained. Yeah, no. By the game, no. that you get a full heal after you beat an act. Um, yeah. So one thing we would we would be like puzzling through a turn, and you're like, yeah, but I'd lose ten HP, and I'm like, yeah, but you're at the final boss of the act, so you're about to you're about to get a full heal, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, like I didn't <laughs> fucking know that shit. So it's one of those things where like it makes. It's so different in other roguelikes, don't you think? Like, where they don't teach you shit. Like, it kind of, like, fits really, like, thematically there. Like, even in FTL or something, you're like, I don't really know what's going to happen if I do this out in the in the wilderness. Or, like, I don't really know what the next, you know, screen has for me. Or, or even Darkest Dungeons. But, like, the card games are, like, these games that if you want to, you can, like, solve them, kind of. There's a ton of randomness everywhere. But you can like position yourself in the randomness really nicely and you can there's a lot more you can count on like well if i draw i actually have a 75 percent chance to get the card i want is that a chance that i'm willing to take here like you can start to get into these lines of thought so when you do that it's like i really do sit there in this game and i'm like fuck like i really do wish they explained more because i don't feel the same like joy in a roguelike of like learning the mechanics as much in this game as I feel like it just it could just be it could just be explained I feel like yeah like like they heal you after the end of the act it's like oh and you have to just notice it too like it's not even like it says it very obviously it probably just like flashes up in the corner for a second and you're too busy thinking like what should these three cards should I get like wait they're all rares but they <laughs> suck for my deck like but they're rare cards though so I should they're probably good <laughs> like <laughs> yeah Oh god, it's uh, it's fun. Did anyone play the fucking the crazy orb guy? Did anyone play that guy? I played him a couple runs. The um, defect, yeah. yeah. The defect. It's it, it's just a, a kind of like additional layer of complexity. Like I I think they did a good job in kind of scaling the complexity of the people you play. So like when you first open the game, you only have the uh, ironclad, ironclad, the ironclad guy who's like all aggro and mainly it's just all hit damage and block. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of, they bring in the silent who it's like, okay, it's hit block and poison mm -hmm. somewhat. And then maybe shivs are like a new mechanic in a way. Mm -hmm. But then like with the, uh, the defect, uh, the orb guy, the defect with the defect. Like, yeah. Now it's all it's all of those things, but then it's also like you're juggling three orbs, and you have to like keep in mind the position yep. of where your yep. three orbs are, and each orb does a different thing. So you can have three lightning orbs that all deal damage, or you have three ice orbs that give you shields. So it's like I found myself trying desperately to try to d juggle like a decent orb, uh, roundup of like some lightning some shield uh protection and it just went yep. it wouldn't like that was definitely a run where i was like what does this card do i'll play it and i'm like 
well, I didn't want to do that. Well, shit. Yeah, and it has that classic card game thing where, like, the orbs attack randomly. So you're like, well, yes. I, I mean, this would be really elegant. This guy with three health and I do three damage randomly. If I could just hit him, he's hitting me for 90. <laughs> you know, like, like please. Yeah. And it's, it reminds me. Please, 30% chance. Yes. <laughs> do me a solid. There was this uh, card called Ragnaros in hearthstone and it's like it's this 8-8 creature that can attack and it just sits there it's just hard to kill but it's at the end of the turn it just shoots out a random fireball that hits an enemy like or the opponent like for for eight eight damage exactly and so it's just like the amount of times i've seen people be like calculating this incredible turn that removes as much of the little shit as possible and it's like they're down like to winning or losing on like a you know a 50 50 or something and they just lose it and their face is just like (laughs) it's like crushed it's like destroyed like no what the f dude oh my god did you ever get the one that powered up your orbs though did you ever get that because that shit's crazy you start having a lot of orbs and you power them up too no yeah like i definitely had that and like there were like a couple encounters i had where i was just so op and i was like oh fuck yeah this is awesome Mm -hmm. and then i faced a boss and didn't know what half of my cards did (laughs) and i just clearly played them in all the wrong orders because it's just like Mm. well this should make my orb powerful right and then it like does two damage to a boss that deals like 50 back and i'm like well awkward yeah exactly <laughs> oh it's 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 crazy the level of depth you can get to with this game like i i definitely understand why james was like dude you guys should like fucking watch videos and shit because i've been watching some of these videos and dude like the way that they're handling these turns is fucking insane but also by the way the humility of it too like watching some of the best players ever like this guy's like i'm essentially because i make youtube and twitch content i'm essentially a professional slay the spire player <laughs> like i play mm-hmm. every day for fucking seven hours of some shit and i've been doing it for fucking years and you're like wow crazy and he's like i saw him like just make the most just elegantly beautiful misplay in one of his runs and then he was just like <laughs> you know i'm not gonna lie to you this game is hard <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like this beautiful admittance of like you know we all fuck up sometimes sometimes <laughs> um but yeah like dude like because like i was saying back before like with james and the and the feed card he understood what feed is all the fuck about feed is about winning the battle and then stalling until you can feed on someone like yeah. so you win so hard that you're like blocking and stalling out turns and stuff and just like keeping them low and just like waiting and dodging and for the feed to come back. And he was saying things that are so fucking nonsense. Like, well, you should actually keep this card in your hand because then it's not going to be in your draw pile. And if you do this, you're actually one card closer to feed. And I'm just sitting there like, James, this was a hard fight. This guy is fucking dead with one strike. Why don't I just kill him? And he's like, bro, dude, we have like 12 cards left. So that's like, okay, three turns at max. But realistically, it's probably two turns and we can get your feed. And it's just, like, you can start to see, like, oh, is that, like, that's, like, this fight is over, now moving on to, like, how do I feed? Like, and there yeah. was a lot of that, too. There's this, this this trinket, or I guess whatever, relic, called the pen nib. And it's, like, every tenth attack does double damage or something. And it, you can see the little counter up in the top left. And Yeah, so that one's crazy. It's just, like, feed in the sense of, like, watching these people be, like, I win this fight. And, like, this guy has one health. 
he literally sat on a turn for 20 minutes. He was like, I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. And then he's like, I found it. I fucking found it. And he like does this like, he's like, okay, I have a fucking 25% chance to draw this card. And if I draw this card, I get out. And we're like, okay, fucking okay. And then he draws that card. It's beautiful. It's exactly as he says it's going to go. It goes. He gets it. And he's like, holy fuck. Like moment of excitement. Then he's like, okay, so what's my pen nib at? Okay, so it's at six. And so the next fight, I'm going to need that at nine. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to stall this turn. I'm like, dude, you're at one health. Like, kill this thing. But he has no fear. No fear. He's like, no, 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 no. This guy's 100% yeah. dead and I will take zero damage. All I need to do is hit him three more times before I am done. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay sure sure man yeah yeah um i did also watch a really beautiful hybrid stream between yorbs and i think this guy named maybe lsv or something i don't know the other guy lewis scott vargas yeah. yeah that he's um he's in the magic the gathering hall of fame really yeah i saw that video too yeah. oh dude i hated that video <laughs> Dude, I fucking I that's where I first saw Yorb. So it's like this like soft-spoken, quiet, um analytical. He also like, he uses our microphone yes. and he doesn't he doesn't amplify it. So it's just really quiet compared to everything. <laughs> that's I'm convinced that's what he does. Dude, I'm convinced that's what's going on. <laughs> he definitely at least uses our microphone. I did note that. You'll see it everywhere, man. Um <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh, that's why he's so quiet. Is because this microphone is pretty quiet, so you need to use additional amplification to get it up to par with everything else." Yeah, and he's just soft-spoken um, and he kind of talks like this. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um I don't think Hold on, stop. Oh, oh, you played already. Okay. Uh I think that was a really important decision for our deck, and I really would have liked you to have <laughs> slowed down. But like, yeah, so yeah. he was playing with this guy named LSV or whatever. I don't know him very well, but basically like the other guy just is a, apparently an amazing card player, but played this game pretty casually. And so it was just yeah. this beautiful mishmash of him playing it super fast, like fucking I would. Just like, just like, just trash. Like, just fucking just throwing cards out there and just watching this other guy, like, just sit there and being like, okay, so I think that was a really important turn uh, that you can't do that for, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, okay, what can we do now? And it was just this beautiful, like, just ah uh, uh, i actually that video is fantastic but it's just a it's just a number of instances where this dude is like reading the chat and being like oh you know like whatever fucking uh you know i don't know some random twitch name like oh like thanks for joining anyways so i'm just gonna and it plays like five cards and then just watch this other dude just suffer like no no you just took 30 <laughs> extra damage he's like oh like there was one time where he had these two potions one that yeah. when you die i think it's maybe fairy in a bottle or something when you die you come yeah. back with 30 percent health and so they were planning at some point to die that was intentional because they wanted to remove that potion slot and they also wanted to get the value out of it and so they were like where do we do it and in some ways if you're low health it's actually a heal so where do we do it in the fight and then the other one was you don't take damage this turn i forget what that is yep um, it's intangible. Intangible. It in yeah. Jar. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you get one intangible. And so the fairy in the bottle, you don't have to actually click, it just goes. Like you don't have to say, like, I'm dying this turn, like go. It just it just does it. And the intangible one, you have to click it. And so watching this guy just play his turn hella fast and then not click the intangible potion and just take like 60 to the fucking face. <laughs> it was so good. And, the, and it, this, this other, Oh God, I remember that. The other guy's just like, so you have to oh. play the potion. He's like, oh yeah, okay, I can see that was a misplay. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's 
fucking yeah. We've been doing this for an hour and a half. You should stick to the face. Like, but I totally get it. There's just so much to keep in mind. That I I often forgot my potions a lot. Actually, oh yeah. Like and, so there's there's a like specific trick that yes. you get yes. that says that like gain energy, but you lose all. You, you like can't you can never pick up a potion again. And so I like would always take that one because I'm like I always forget they're there anyway. Dude, me too. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> that's that's a really good strategy. I I use that strategy too. Um, or I did when I was learning the game a lot more. Um. I was like, oh, this is just free energy because I don't use my potion. Because all the rest of them are like, you can have an energy, but like your firstborn is like going to be mine or something. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, they're always yeah. like that. Yeah, or exactly. like, yeah, it's like gain <laughs> yeah. energy, but you can no longer rest at resting sites and like regain HP. And I'm like, hell no. I <laughs> like, I will never do that. Yeah. Or they're like just crazy, yeah. like discarding cards or like, yeah, you take, like everyone gets stronger. You're just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's brutal. Some of the like, yeah. So so that's what these fucking people like, dude. These like high level card, but it might be James. I don't know. But they love these like <laughs> mechanics that are like, yo, I'm gonna give you this thing awesome, and they're like handing it to you with their hand, right? And then right before you take it, they're like, oh, it's like it's like that fucking like curse magic store, you know, like that fucking weird witch that's selling, to, oh, but it's gonna curse you, <laughs> you know. The drawback is gonna be, you know, insane. Do you want the wishes? And then like people at these high levels of these games. They fucking love that because they're like, I think I can mitigate that craziness and I think I can get just the benefit. And you totally can. But it's like so, at least for me when I was like learning, so uncomfortable. Like, I don't want that. I mean, I want the mana, but I don't want to discard two cards every turn. That doesn't sound, I, my hand has three cards in it now. Like, what am I going to fucking do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Um that i mean that that stuff is all it's like if you know your deck and you know the strengths of your deck because you've played so many times that you kind of understand that stuff like what uh what the strengths of your set of cards is um then you can make those decisions much more comfortably right um, dude i would say i I have ever made decisions comfortably like that, <laughs> but it's not a common experience. I'm usually like, ooh, fuck, this is going to suck. All right, well, we're going for oh, it. God. <laughs> but, dude, some people have, like, the exact opposite reaction to shit. Like, there's this thing called Sneko Eye, and it makes it so yes. all your cards have a random mana value. From zero to three. But, oh, yeah. And you draw two more cards. <laughs> but per you turn. draw two more cards per turn. And like people, I'm sitting there like, well, fuck that noise. Like, because I'm just, I'm imagining all the trauma of like, well, what if I get my combo and I can't play it because it's fucking way too expensive for no reason. Um, and that does happen to you. But then like I watch someone get that and be like, no, this thing's amazing. And you're like, what? How is that amazing? Like, yeah. So people intentionally restrict their deck building in specific ways in the hopes of getting sneko eyes sometimes mm -hmm. um because it is so powerful in uh in certain decks imagine um, if you had a three mana spell that's amazing that costs zero <laughs> right could happen right exactly yes um and so so i mean a lot of people consider it like the most powerful relic um in the game and my initial reaction is fuck that <laughs> not dealing with this bullshit yeah <laughs> i like my cards Dude, the way I they are i feel that and i swear to god every single time i get snack 
it fucks me over and all of my cards cost three mana Yeah, <laughs> for the rest of the game. For the rest of the fucking game, I'm like, well, my whole hand costs three mana. I'm fucked. Yeah. Oh um, my god, Sneko Eye plus that then, thing that fucking yeah. Zoe had where she can't discard her hand anymore. So you, all the cards that are too expensive <laughs> oh, to play no. and they just start piling up on the no, left side. No, that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's some devastating nope, shit. don't do that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's also, like, if you look at your deck and you're like, all of my cards cost zero mana... And the, and you have available, you have Sneko Eye available. You're like, maybe I shouldn't pick that up. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, all your shivs are expensive. Even Jesus if Christ. it's so powerful. <laughs> I just yeah. remember with Sneko right. Eye, like you you face that one snake boss that does yeah. that to you, and I was just like, no, this sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, because what I like to do, I like to like. At least when I'm playing the silent, I like to really stack my hand with a bunch of zero cost cards. So like you can get a lot of free block damage, uh, th th free block and free damage in a week that way. Mm -hmm. So I will just like mm -hmm. hoard my hand with all these like zero mm -hmm. and zero cost cards. And then I face that one boss and it's like, well, all of them cost three or two. And I'm like, wait, no, this isn't how this is supposed to go. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like paying two for like a five damage zero cost normally card is just such a painful experience. Oh, I mean, like, it God, does, like, slightly pay off when you get some, like, three-cost card that then costs zero, and you're like, ha-ha, like, joke's on you, but then you're like, and I can't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. So one of the interesting things, so you said at the beginning that this is kind of like Hearthstone, but actually, and, well, that is true, but also, like, some of the differences that are, that exist between these two games, like, really make them different. Like, a good example is... There's right. that card, Well-Laid Plans. It's in Silent, yeah. where uh, you play it, and then you can retain its power, so it stays inactive once you play it. But then you can retain one card from your previous hand into your next hand, and you could, say, retain that same card forever until you have a nice combo, or you could do whatever you wanted. Um, and, like, the way that I was realizing that is, is, like, dude, in Hearthstone, you retain all your cards all the time. <laughs> you know? Like, that's just, like... True, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess when I said this game's like Hearthstone, what I really just meant to say is uh, this is a card no, game. No, no, I didn't mean, like I, no, I'm not trying to, no, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm actually just saying like that was a realization I came to this week of like, whoa, in Hearthstone, you always retain all your cards. Like I thought I was a fucking genius because it's like, but like, but that's the way that these card games, like the differences between them just make them like just insanely different, which is crazy. Like. Like, the fact that you reshuffle your deck at all just changes fucking everything, and then you can get a really small deck, and it's just, like, it's just weird, because it does have so many Hearthstone-like things. It even has, like, characters that have, like, specific class cards, and you're mostly using class cards, and, like, one of them's a warrior, pretty much, and the other one's, like, a rogue, pretty much. So you're like, like, yeah, but, like, at the same time, like, I remember sitting there and being like, wait, like, if this retaining one card is really amazing... Is retaining my whole hand really amazing in other games that I just didn't even notice because everyone's doing that? But, like, yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah. Maybe. Although then you only draw one per turn with Hearthstone, right? And that's, like, devastating. That's one of the cool things right. about this and Dominion is because you cycle through your deck, you draw five. So you're never, like, stuck with, like, oh, this was a bad draw on turn one and I can't wait to continue to have a bad draw the next time and the next time and the next time and the next time because there's only three cards and I need not any of these. So you do cycle through really fast, and so you're like, okay, I didn't have options this time, but that actually brings me closer to the options I need. So that's, like, pretty cool. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. I think I, totally. Yeah. Um, the so um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I've uh, did either of you like have a favorite combo hmm. that you found? My favorite, so it would probably be the the one I go to often would be the ones where you know your your block stacks off of every card you play. This is for the silent, but your block stacks mm. off of every card you play, and then to also just get a bunch of cards that once you play it gives you um shivs in your hand. So what I would often do is I would upgrade. I would upgrade my the stacking block cards because you can upgrade those to be innate, mm -hmm. which means that they're always a part of your starting hand. And uh, and then with the shivs, I upgraded those so you always get like three shivs in your hand as well as get a card that uh, doubles your shiv damage. Yeah. So wow. if... And, and I would try to make my hand, like, aside from, like, uh, of course, some blocking cards, like, I would try to, my only attack damage ever came from, like, those sets of cards. Mm. So quite mm. often, actually, what I would find is, like, you know, I would be able to, off of one turn, be playing, like, 20 cards at a time and consequently get 20, 20 free blocks out of that, as well as, like, a shit ton of damage off did you ever uh which really did you ever me. encounter finisher that card yes where it's like where if if is that the one it's like where if every card in your hand is in the attack oh deal oh no no that's, that's no not. but i do know what Finisher's you're talking about and that's another one and i haven't really fucked with that one much but it's like this one is the one it's like for every attack you've done this turn like hit mm, an extra mm, time or mm -hmm. something you know what i mean I, I got that for one run where I was doing this build and it was annihilating. Yeah. Like, cause then the card <laughs> by the end is just like, you know, like deal. I, cause I think it's like an absurd amount. It it's is. like, you know, deal eight like damage deal seven for damage. every, yeah. yeah, eight, seven or eight for every attack. Yeah. And then I'd say in parentheses, like 25. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just like, <laughs> holy shit. Yes. And then you're asking these like hilarious <laughs> math questions. Like, well, is 25 times eight bigger than seven? You know, that's how much health they have. And you're like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> blam. <laughs> For, for the most part, it worked out. I do, I was in trouble for a couple of those like crowd control things, like for for certain bosses that have like maybe like ones that I got in trouble with. Actually, were the uh, there are these uh, cultists mm -hmm. that you face yeah. where like every yep. like their their first turn they don't deal any damage but they power up and then every turn they get thereafter is just them getting stronger and stronger. Um, so I was kind of somewhat in trouble for those, uh, from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, or actually the, the other one I was in trouble with was in the third act. There are these, uh, series of three black gooey, uh, creatures yeah. where you have to all, you have to kind of whittle them all down evenly because if you slay one, yeah. it comes back in a turn if the other two right. aren't slain. Right. So... So that's one way to do that. Um, we encountered those on McCoy's first run, and 
that was McCoy's immediate reaction was, oh, I can't just kill one and then work on the others. And I was like, no, instead you can actually just kill one and then it comes back at half health. So you just kill that but one like, later. That's not explained. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, exactly. Um, yeah. James's strategy was I had I there. had a deck. <laughs> I had a deck a little while ago that I was able to beat those guys on the first turn. Jesus. Um, and I don't remember how. <laughs> it's like pen nib into but I was like, AOE or something. <laughs> it was, no, I mean, uh, yeah, wait, it was, um, it was a defect run and I had two, um, like AOEs in my starting hand, um, and I don't know. It was insane. Dude, it was that's nuts. reminding me of a defect card that, God, I want to fucking play defect again. Apparently, I I fucking hate a defect for a long time, and then I got this one card that I was like, actually though, and that's the card where like which which one? It's the one where it levels up your lightning. You, it summons a bunch of lightning, yeah. levels up your lightning, and then your lightning hits everyone instead of just one person. And just like yep. shredding yep. Ev- just lightning just falls from the sky, just obliterating everything. <laughs> um is is not yeah. bad. Lightning hits all enemies is insane. Yeah. Cause then instead of dealing three damage to a random enemy, you're dealing like three damage to all enemies. It's yeah. Like huge multiplier. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's true though, but there's so many different ways that like these different like because for instance, another one that really fucked the shiv build that elena and i were working on which was not as awesome as those apparently but we were doing the best we could um was that dude who like they got uh spikes or whatever the thing where it's like every time you hit him with a small attack it's just hitting you back like right in the face and so it's just like yeah. oh fuck like our we're we don't have the card death of a thousand cuts but it might as well fucking be in our deck which is the one where i think like every time you play an attack card it just like hits them for one or something i don't know but like oh yeah like yeah, we yeah. might as well um we also use like like backstab too it's like backstab and then a bunch of shivs and you're just like just throwing all this crazy shit out and it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool i think favorite combos definitely barricade with anything barricade impervious was amazing <laughs> barricade and cards barricade and block <laughs> cards what if i had 90 yeah. armor and i wasn't scared of you anymore <laughs> And then I also yeah, had yeah, feed, yeah. so I can just wait for 90 armor worth of uh, turns because it doesn't go away and just wait to feed on you. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I definitely liked... I don't know. I, I liked... It's not a combo, but I liked... And it's. I didn't even play it well because I'm not good at slow ga- uh, games anyways, but I really liked accumulating poison just like with three like i think i had a deck with like three noxious fumes that i upgraded all of them so if i oh i love poison. yeah so it's just like just poison everywhere and it was one of those like beautiful things of like if this goes 20 turns you're fucking dead and then like asterisk like and if it goes 20 turns i'm fucking dead which was unfortunate <laughs> but you know the potential was there i feel like someone better could play that someone who picked a block card ever would do that you know oh god yeah. Oh, I, I was just too busy. Like, this card is amazing. I'll have another. Thank you. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. so you have a million of this card that's like kind of better than Strike. <laughs> it's like barely better than Strike. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Yeah. 
dude, the other thing, so the other thing I wanted to bring up here that I think is really cool is uh, the different Ascension levels. So I didn't play much in any of the higher Ascension levels, meaning I played mostly at Ascension 0, which is the standard, and then I played a little bit of Ascension 1, which allegedly is arguably easier because there's more elites that you fight, so you get the chances for more yep. relics, and so actually in some ways it's easier. Yep. Um, I did not find it easy, but I'm terrible. Um, but yeah, like, but the game actually really changes at Ascension 20 in terms of the decisions that you're making. And I think that's really fascinating to to think about because it's like when you're at the lower Ascensions, you can go for really greedy stuff. Like you could probably like pick a bunch of really greedy cards and you could probably like wait and get through some of the earlier fights and you can maybe just upgrade at every bonfire. I mean, not totally, but you could do it a lot and you don't have to care about your route as much, although you probably should. But like, at the higher levels, it was actually crazy to hear people talk about, like, 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 I literally cannot afford to do this in, like, the first act, in, like, the third room. They're like, I don't think I can take three hallway fights in a row or something. And, like, I, they obviously can't because they're from the easy pool. But they're like, yeah. I don't know if I can take five without getting a bonfire. Or I don't know if I can beat this elite at all in the first three rooms without getting a bonfire. Like, I just don't think I can do it. Like, So McCoy just mentioned something that is another mechanic that's hidden from the player and you just i i don't know i i think you just have to talk to somebody that knows um in the first act the first three hallway fights um the first three fights are from the easy pool of uh fights and then all of the ones after that are from the hard pool of fights um and then in the second, and I think maybe in the third act, it's the first two. Um, and so um, you can kind of plan around like the easy ones that you don't really need good stuff to to fight. Which, James, can um, I ask you this? You know Which that. is why I never, ever chose, and I feel like you maybe never should choose, the one where it's like, you know when you're talking to the whale at the beginning? And it can give you some upgrades. The first three fights cost yeah. one. Have one why health. would you do that if they're if you know they're from the easy pool? Or maybe why would you do that ever? But why would you do that for Oh so I I actually so I kind of was thinking the same thing as you, McCoy. Yeah. I was like, why bother if they're easy? Yeah. But actually what I have found I, I use that more often now. Cool. And it's mainly just because it's just like when it comes to um, bonfires and everything, it's like I don't want to have any chip damage done to my health, at least as I'm playing the silent. Like, I don't want any chip right. damage done uh, because I want every bonfire, save for, like, maybe the last one before right. the final boss in Act 1, I, I want to be upgrading my cards. Right, totally. That's how right. I always saw yeah. it. That makes sense. Right. Dude. Um... That's basically the right answer, nice. um, but it's it's not to to me like it, it's not usually the best choice, but it is not a bad choice. I think, dude. It's like if you're not sure if one of them is going to be better, just take it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But what about the one that's like toss away your starting relic? That shit. I was like, dude, I love my starting relic. You're gonna fuck me like this? Toss away your starting relic to get a boss oh. relic? Oh my god. That's like, that's one of those rel one of those options where like before the 
the run even starts, you can be like, well, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's time to do some meme shit, like, right here. Yeah. We're clicking this button, we're getting Snack OI, and we're getting exclusively three-cost cards at every store and every fucking... Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's actually like, if that happens, like you're golden. Like if you can get a bunch of three cost cards, like that's, that's a sick. It just reminds right me of fucking speed runs. And I hate speed runs that are like this. If you ever watch that, I mean, it's fine to watch the actual speed run like this, but if you ever watch someone like live trying to do it, it's the most excruciating thing ever where they play like 10 minutes. And then there's a decision point where they need to get like a 25% chance roll. And if they don't get it, they just restart. And so, and by the way, 25% chance is sometimes like generous. So sometimes it's like watching someone for like three hours being like just hitting the same thing over and over again, just tilting because they're not getting the fucking weapon drop they need. And then it drops and everyone in the whole stream is just like perks up in their chair like, what the fuck? Okay, it started. Let's go. Like, <laughs> but that's how I feel about like, have you ever? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just on, on the same on a, on a similar topic. Um, have you ever seen a binding of Isaac speed no. run? Because it literally starts with a couple of minutes of just like resetting the run at the first uh, room. It's like you spawn in, you look at the options that you have, maybe you go through one door and then you reset hmm. for like a minute That's to get silly. to get the right fucking uh, like uh drops at the beginning dude that shit's fucking lame bro um that's fucking that's lame i don't disagree it's it's, it's this yeah. you know what i dude i want to wage war against if we're talking about speed runs right now i fucking love speed runs i always have the thing that i fucking hate is when they do a menu quit out because it skips like a small animation in the game but they measure it in in-game time do you know what i mean like so like a classic example of this that's really fucking lame is actually Dark Souls, where you open a door, and, like, if it's a big door, you, like, push it open, and it takes, like, six seconds or something. I don't know how long it actually takes, but it, it's, like, you know, you just, it's, like, you just hear... It's, like, three, but yes. Dude, honestly, though, it might, yeah, it might be, like, th it might be, like, yeah, it might be three seconds. I mean, but the point is, they quit to the menu for that. <laughs> like, like, I can't fucking sit here through this shit. This is crazy. <laughs> like, they quit out of the game and then launch back in, and you're just like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, well, I, I technically th save three seconds every time because the game doesn't know, and now the door is open. And yes, we, the viewer, just sat there for like 12 to 18 to 20 seconds while we loaded the game again and, and saw the, the fucking. So I'm just like, come on, man. You're ruining this experience so hard for me. I'm trying to get hype. He's like, dude, right through this door, some crazy shit. Anyways, let me just quit out the fucking side. Anyways, we're in the menu here. Yeah, you can read a donation. Yeah, no, you're just going to bring a load back in. It's like, quit the fuck out of here. Come on. Um, That's why I like. I think it's like marathon time or whatever. It's just like the time the human has to sit there and watch your fucking menu quitting ass. But uh, that's what I think of for that for that thing in, in, in Slay the Spire where you can toss out your first relic for a boss relic is like I could see someone sitting there and just restarting the game over and over and over and over again until they get that, then clicking it, then knocking anything they want, then restarting over and over and over again until they get it. <laughs> and I just like, I already just don't well, want this. I think that... I think that that option is actually only available if you got to the first boss in the previous wow. run. There's like, there's like basic upgrades and then there's the more nutso upgrades and the more nutso ones are only available if you get to the hmm. boss of the first nice. act. It used to be that you like didn't even get an upgrade or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, 
Well, cool. cool. Uh, James, have you said what your favorite deck build was? Oh, uh, my favorite is Poison. I poison, love right. Poison. Um, okay. I suck compared to the Ironclad and the... Uh, so I'm I'm good with the Ironclad and the, and the Silent, and I am terrible at the Defect for some reason. I'm, like, um, only good at the Silent, I feel. The other two, I just... I can't find... I, I haven't found the right deck build for the other two. Well, the I other like. thing is that... It actually, you haven't unlocked some of the sick cards. Right. So I feel like I just need to suffer with them so I can unlock some of those sick cards. Yeah. The other thing, though, is you would really like the fourth character, too. Like, the fourth character is very... Maybe. The fourth character is... It's hard. Okay, true. It's hard. But it has a very Shiv silent feel. Because in the early fights, especially, like... Like, I would say the first three Holly fights, I had a run with that that last character who's, like, a sort of ninja-type lady. Like, where I just killed people first turn. Like, just with a, essentially a shiv explosion by, like, doubling my damage and throwing two daggers out and just wrecking someone and then hitting them with the third, you know? And then they fall over and you're just like, damn, that was actually sick. Um, or, like, the second turn, yeah. maybe. So it has, like, kind of a shiv feel, but you get based in your character this double damage component you just have to be very careful how you use it so it's already designed to be blowing people up um with shiv like yeah. cards so i don't know something to think about oh that's the other thing so so sorry i should explain the mechanics a little more for that character since you literally have no idea but there's two phases like stances they can get into one's called calm there's three and one's called rage and so and basically these stances, when you go into them, there's there are cards that like give you a little benefit alongside putting you in that stance. So a good example would be like, you're going to go into calm. So you'll go into that state and then you'll get some armor. So it's like, okay, I'm in calm and I get some armor. And then when you get out of a stance, uh, or I guess specifically when you get out of the calm stance, it gives you two mana. So it's like whenever you want to get out of calm, then you get that two mana for a huge burst. And so then you can like put yourself in calm and block a little bit and then wait for your rage card to come. And then when you when you turn your rage card on, it kicks you out of calm, gives you two extra mana and you're doing double damage. So all of a sudden you have five mana and your whole hand to just ruin someone or multiple people. And so you just have to like maneuver around that. But it's definitely like, oh, hey, you're fucking dead. Like almost with like the starting <laughs> deck. And the way I've heard it explained is that like, Apparently that character, according to this random person on some random stream, has like one of the highest win rates. That's not to say that it's like, well, it, it's it's not to say that it's like more fun or anything or even better. It's just that you end up adding cards throughout the run that support your original deck and it, if you want to. And so it's like a little more consistent in the sense that you kind of start with a strong deck and then you want to like augment it. Whereas the other class is like you start with a very like almost like generic deck and you can build it whichever way you want but then you can run into the problem of not quite getting the combo you wanted and so like that's okay it's not like a like a diss to the other classes but it's just that this one comes with a combo like basically built in like yo dog you want to blow someone up we got you from the start of the game yeah so yeah double damage is all the combo you yeah. need yeah what if a shift did 12 <laughs> think about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's pretty nuts yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think we. Uh, oh, 
We did a good oh, job. Oh, wait, sorry. One last question, actually. Oh, which yeah. Which was, if I understand correctly, you played this on the Switch, Zoe. How was it on the Switch? Oh, it was great. I honestly loved it on the Switch. It, I mean, the reason I got on the Switch was because I was on a, you know, two-way, 12-hour car trip. Um, if anything, the, like, I think the common complaint when you take a game and you size it down is just some of the text is just super small. (laughs) So like, Mm. especially when you mouse over, uh, when when you toggle over enemies, especially if they have a bunch of buffs or debuffs on them, um, like they all stack up and it just becomes this wall of very like, you know, size, like two text that you've got to read. But, um, like that's a, common thing that just happens when you play on a handheld portable gaming device so not at the game's fault there um i personally loved it um highly would recommend it i i don't think it's any different from how you would play it if it were on the desktop in fact i find it better that it's handheld just because it's like I don't know. There's something nice about just like, I don't know, waking up in the morning and being like, I'll just do a run right now. Like I'll, I'll do like Mm. a couple boss runs here and there. So that's kind of how I've actually been playing this game since my car trip is just, I'll pick it up, play a couple rooms, set it down because it saves your progress. Um, and it, it, it makes for a interesting gaming experience that way, as opposed to like purposely sitting down in front of a computer being like we're doing a run yeah. <laughs> do i have enough water holy shit have i gone to the bathroom like <laughs> 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 yeah i will say no yeah. highly would recommend it to, to get on the switch if uh you know if you've got some reading glasses <laughs> and uh and if you have a switch for sure i would definitely recommend <laughs> yeah and i will say the flip side of that cool. that's hilarious is like after a really long run I played here, I was like, this room is really fucking hot. I want to play more, but I can't. <laughs> Gotta get the fuck out of there. I'm dying. <laughs> so. <laughs> Actually, I will say, like, you know, some of the controls on the Switch, because they, they don't, also, they don't tell you, like, what each button on the Switch does. Like, so I actually never knew until this podcast that you, and I, as you guys were kind of talking at one point, I did kind of open up the game to see but there is a way for me to check what's in my discard yep. pile and my draw yep. pile, but I have to push down on the toggles for the switch. So that's just a button oh. that I don't really think to do all that much. You might be able to <laughs> touch the screen. Can you touch the screen? I don't know. You don't have to answer that, but some games are like, bro, you can touch the screen, so. bro. And I'm like, really? Holy fuck. Can I? Where's my fucking Blackberry like stylus, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, it's just always a weird, like, I, I hate the pressing down toggle kind of movement in general. So I'm still trying to get used to that with the Switch. But awesome. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Switch is cool, man. Yeah. Cool. And uh, want to review it? Yeah. Should we go to that? Sure. Yeah. So actually, first, I want to start off by uh, giving uh, Mama Steam's mm. review of this nice. game. She texted oh, me. Yeah. Nice. Uh, she, she said, tell James that I say, fuck Slay the Spider. I have at least 50 hours into that game and I can't get past the third boss. And then she responds saying, haha, kidding. I like the game. It frustrates me in all the right ways. So I think that's a thumbs up from Mama Steve. That's pretty sick, dude. You should send her. I mean, that's a lot of hours. That might be two yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, agree. Yeah. 
uh, from a value perspective, very high, you know? Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, hell yeah. I, I was going to say, like, some people might get, like, daunted by the price of the game, but, dude, this is, like, hours worth of entertainment right here, for sure. Like, yeah. definitely worth. Not that I think yeah. that the dollar value of a game should count into the hours you play it, but, you know, if if that does daunt you, then have no fear. Like, um, but, yeah, I, I know she really loves it. In fact, she's she's only just now figured out that I can see her hour <laughs> count on Steam. And so she's just like, oh, God, don't look, don't look. I and think I'm just she like, can make it private. Oh, Mom, I hate to say this to ruin have, this, but I think you can. I, I don't know how. You'll have to look I, it up. But I think you can. Run. You, you might be able to. Yeah, you, you might be able to. I have no shame. I'm like, yeah, I've sunk 800 hours into Stardew Valley. Don't mind yeah, exactly. me. <laughs> no, no. It's it's like, it's like, dude, I think I remember this being like a problem like in the Counter-Strike fucking community because people would be like, yo, this guy isn't playing like counter-strike like he doesn't have like he didn't play that many hours this week like people would like use that to like bet and then he'd be like nah man like i got a side account that you don't know about and they're like nah man i know about your side accounts and you've been playing PUBG." i'm like (laughs) 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 so holy shit that's like a problem at that point but all i'll say is uh mama steam if you're listening don't worry about the hour count we're all gamers here so like (laughs) yeah 50 hours in Slay the Spire, that's chump change. Dude, I think, like, the, dude, the thing right. you gotta say about gamers, it's like, did you enjoy your 50 hours? And it's like, if yes, exactly. then, like, dude, <laughs> nice. Like, if you're sitting there like, I, I can't run, man. Like, I can't get free. It's taking me down, man. Then, like, 50 hours becomes scary. It's like, oh, no. What could you have been doing? You could have been playing Slay the Spire, but instead you were playing World of Warcraft. Like, oh, no. Um. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But anyway, so I think maybe it's a two thumbs up from Mama Steam. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll ask Mama Steam and she can write in her official rating. But I'd say that's a two Definitely. thumbs up. Um, but I'll also give it a two thumbs up, actually. I really like this game. Um, I can see myself playing this game from here on out. Um, I It's the right amount of... I, I would agree in that it's, just, it's, it's frustratingly fun to play. So, like, there's some runs where I feel on top of the world, whereas other runs, it's like, I've taken 20 damage on the first act. I just want to die. Like, I I will actually, like, end my runs early if I take a certain amount of damage. But, like... Really? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how I benchmark it, I suppose. Totally. I'm just kind of like, if I'm not at this point, at this point in Act 1, then I'm doomed. (laughs) Um, Sure. But, uh... Yeah, really fun to play. Uh, I really like the strategy that's involved with it. I like how innovative it is. Um, Definitely does take a lot of hours to actually, I think, get into the flow of things. Like, I I sunk a lot of hours into this because I was on a car trip. But if and and if I had done like, you know, like only three hours of this. I don't think I, I think I would have barely scratched the surface behind like what is, it is actually like to play Slay the Spire. Um, as what I think is like the case with a lot of these roguelikes actually, um, from what I've learned, like I definitely didn't give FTL its due diligence in my play style, but like maybe if I had sunk the same amount of hours into that as I did into Slay the Spire, I would get it quote unquote. Um, but also, like, at that third hour of FTL, were you willing to put in a fourth? 
right and exactly the third hour of slay the spire were you willing to put in a fourth exactly slay the spire was it is addicting in the sense that it is just like i will lose a run and instead of just being like i need a break i'd be like put me in again coach put yeah. me in i can do something different yeah. this time i can do something different yeah. and i mean yeah. like as a result, I was a very bad uh, car passenger for <laughs> driving because I would just be so like entrenched in my game. And the only Please. times I would talk to him were when my switch was out of battery and I had to plug it into the <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> Please uh, submit my formal apology to Brandon. I still want to be invited to your wedding. Maybe we need boyfriend um, reviews. You know, like it's like girlfriend reviews, but it's like boyfriend reviews. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Zoe playing Slay the Spire Perfect. in a car ride. Um, <laughs> great. Yeah. So McCoy, what about you? Yes. So, uh, interestingly, if, uh, if Zoe's like, I could see myself playing this more in the future, maybe for me, but I actually think I probably maybe will play it lightly in the future, but I almost am certainly not going to play it that much more, but that's not for why you think it's actually because that's the trajectory that I like with these types of games is I play them enough until I can watch like chill fucking streams of them at high level. And then I just watch that and I just enjoy that far more than actually playing. So it. now you're a Jorbs yeah. viewer. Is yeah. Like Elaine and I spent like three hours yeah. watching a Jorbs playthrough yesterday and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. He has a oh, series shit. called Overexplained, awesome. and he does a silent run. Oh yeah. I love that And it's really awesome except for the five minutes where he accidentally leaves the fucking overlay up and you can't see the game for five minutes. Oh, yeah. And then the look on his face is like, oh fuck, I did that, didn't I? Oh God. Was that for the keep? Like he's like, he's like hyping up this boss fight for like 40 minutes and then he like gets to the boss fight and he just covers the fucking screen. It's beautiful. <laughs> And yeah. like, dude, you know, I've lost recordings too. And so he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to post this thing, but I'm not proud of that shit. Like, it's just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, that's where I want these to be. Like, that's where Hearthstone uh, got to me. And I'd spent like, like, I think that's kind of the trajectory, my own personal trajectory with games is that I'll play them a lot myself until I understand them. And then I'll kind of get to my own, not ceiling, but I kind of bore with them a bit. And I just realized that my play is not particularly good or clean or smart or whatever the fuck you want to say. And then mm. I just end up watching like higher level play because I find it really interesting and beautiful like to think about and to watch. And then I stop playing the game. And eventually I stop watching the high level play too when I when my either I move on or the game itself changes enough that I can't follow it as well because I haven't felt what it's like to play against that that style or something like that. And so I can't tell how oppressive it really is. And they're telling me, but it's just not the same for me. I need to feel it like... Dude, that guy is bullshit. I can tell you because he wrecked me. Like, that's where I get that <laughs> sense from. So when I start losing the sense, it's a little bit harder. You know, Carson will come up with, you know, 80 new cards. And I'm like, cool. So this streamer isn't stopping to, like, read any of them. And so I'm, like, looking them up on the side or whatever. And they have, you know, extensions and overlays to try to help you with that. But at the end of the day, like, eventually you get shook off of it. But for me, for Hearthstone, it, I mean, I probably watched... High level arena, which I loved. Oh my god, high level high level arena was fucking amazing. I think I probably watched it for years, like, and didn't play, and truly enjoyed it. It's super low key. It's super chill, and you can just hang out, and you can just see them just do their absolute best to get as far as they possibly can. And you know they're one of the best players you've ever seen, and they don't always win, um, but they're always trying really hard. And 
it's just you know card games in general are a really good like interactive medium as well because they like when it's not your turn you can either be thinking really deeply about the game or you can be talking to viewers or whatever like, i don't personally need them to talk to viewers and they're certainly not talking to me but like you know that's a very cool medium so i think i'll probably not play much more of this game myself unless like you know elena wants to do an archon run or something like that um just because I think it's kind of ascended into that game for a little while. I don't know how long it'll last. It definitely won't last years like Hearthstone mm. did. But I think for a while, I'll definitely watch some some high-level runs and really, really enjoy that. And I think I will enjoy it far more than actually playing. And I'm happy for that because I haven't been able to understand what the fuck is going on with Hearthstone for so many years now because they changed it to like an auto-battler at some point. They're like, dude, everyone's an auto-battler. What if we're an auto-battler? I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck that is and I don't want to learn because I guess I'm stubborn or something. They didn't change it to an auto battler. They released. But an then auto all battler. of the streamers that I love like started playing the auto battler, and then all proceeded to just quit the game. And like now they just play chess or something. And I'm like, dude, I'm not here to fucking watch a chess stream. I'm just not. I'm not that intellectual. I'm just not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like close, but not. I'm really not close. I watched a uh, a Twitch Rivals chess tournament to Tangent, sure. and it was pretty cool <laughs> actually. Um, they had like some pro level some like extremely high tier pro chess players comment mm. commentate and it was uh it was kind of cool i didn't watch a whole lot of it but yeah um and i didn't know what they were talking about because i don't play chess but, but that's what oh god like chess is one of those things that i tried when i was a kid and i was like i think i would enjoy this and i was like i did not enjoy this and i'm willing to just let that be <laughs> yeah. how my experience was with chess i get it like people love chess but like i don't know like I, I i played that video game version of chess where like the the characters like fight and shit and they like have like an animation so like a rook like takes a knight and then the knight gets like stabbed through the fucking back and dies and you're just like whoa this is hardcore and then you remember it's chess and you realize you're not having any fun um <laughs> <laughs> So I I would give this game. Oh, I'm actually really torn. I'm uh hmm. I want to say two thumbs up. I'm actually tempted to give it a gold star only because I think I might give it a gold star only because I think it's actually very rare that a game comes along that I think is interesting enough to watch high level play of it and think about the decisions. Like that's for me is like a Valorant comes around and I enjoy that or like. And, and Slay the Spire has way more interesting content on an average night stream than Valorant does if you're just watching someone play fucking solo queue, which sucks. If you're watching a tournament, that's a different story. That's amazing. But, like, like if we think about all these games, like, I'm not watching, like, high-level Darkest Dungeon. I'm not watching high-level FTL. I'm not... I'll check it out. I've checked out speedruns for both those games, and they're awesome. But, like... This is a game that has generated like a community and a lot of actually the people that I really loved following like played Slay the Spire a lot on their way out of Hearthstone and into other communities. And it was kind of like almost like like Valorant is for Counter-Strike where they call it a retirement home for Counter-Strike players, which it totally fucking is. Holy shit. There are so <laughs> many like just like retired Counter-Strike pros that are like playing Valorant and just dumpstering people, which is hilarious to watch because they've been... I mean, they've been out of the pro scene because they're not good enough for 10 years and they're just dumpstering everyone in balance. I love. <laughs> but anyways, um, this has been sort of a retirement home for a lot of the streamers that I really liked, but I couldn't actually enjoy their content at the time because I didn't understand Slay the Spire. And so I actually am probably going to take some time to go back and look at like Hafu's VODs of Slay the Spire because I always loved her Hearthstone stuff. So like that type of game doesn't come along often. 
and when it creates like a home for some of the people I like in these communities and it creates a like a chill thing I can watch and digest intellectually at the end of a long day where I don't have to be doing the math, but I can think about these concepts. Uh, like that's fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I will give it a gold star actually, just because it it's, it's that it's bringing me that value. And that's a very rare value and one that I truly cherish. So playing it myself, I don't know, maybe a little bit, but 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 consuming content around it, thinking about it, enjoying, learning it. Um, yeah, definitely. What about you, James? Awesome. Yeah, this is definitely a gold star game for me. Uh, I need eight more hours in it for the round 100 hours nice. playtime. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm Ascension 5 on the Ironclad and the uh, Secret. The Wow, nice Secret silent and um ascension three on the uh uh defect and the watcher um and i'm uh really enjoying it still um i'm uh i'm looking forward to playing some more later so yeah nice uh definitely a gold star um i really love that deck building action and i love that i feel like i learn i i can kind of evaluate my play and be like oh i was you know picking up too many cards in this run i need to like think about that when i have that kind of deck yeah. next time awesome um, bro this just makes me think we should get back yeah. to the dominion don't you think uh maybe yeah i mean dominion is cool i i actually prefer slay the spire to dominion um personally um because i don't like other people and that's a requirement for dominion no just kidding um yeah i was gonna say like this one you don't have to schedule around and that is fucking nice yeah i mean that's that's a big deal but um i just feel like the um I don't know. The goal is always the same in Dominion on a certain level. And um, I I think that's really cool. Um, but I don't always want to do that. Awesome. We're, yeah. Well, good. The group fell apart. So, so yeah, gold star. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I I am curious, like, do you have, because this is your gold star, is this your, like, notable favorite of the roguelike games block we've done these past three weeks? Four weeks, if you want to count Into the Breach. So it's Into the Breach, FTL, um, Darkest Dungeon, and this game. Yes, this is my favorite of those games. Um, I... Um, I, I definitely, I, I, I might have played more FTL total over the years, but um, I'm more excited about playing Slay the Spire into the future than I am about those games. Absolutely. But overall of roguelikes, maybe Hades. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to jump back into Hades eventually. Um I need a play since its newest update. I haven't played since Yeah, I haven't I I also haven't played since that. 
it's like the ultimate fucking roguelike experience. It's so fucking meta. It's like not only does you get randomly different runs during the time you play the game, but then throughout the course of your life, you get differently random runs as they update the fucking roguelike. <laughs> oh my god. Is early access just roguelike for yeah. video games? Bro, am I too high? Like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> How did that idea come in there? Okay, one thing I will say. What about you, thoughts? McCoy? McCoy, what was your favorite of the block? Of the block? Okay, yeah. Yeah, not just all roguelikes. The block. Oof. I was going to say, do the block, and then maybe if you have just an honorable mention for, like, roguelikes in general. Yeah. Sure. Ooh. Um, wow. Uh, it's like... Ah, uh, it's so hard because I like come on really strong with the roguelike. Man, this game's fucking rad. Like, think Darkest Dungeon, bro. Those first like six hours were so fucking intense. I was like, wow, maybe three. But it's like, dude, this is fucking rad. And then I'm like, okay, I'm so fucking bored with this. It's unbelievable. And I feel that way about all of them. <laughs> so it's like really weird, like looking back on them because I'm like, oh, they're all boring. Like that's because that's how I left the game. <laughs> uh, mm. but like back in the day, it would have been FTL. This time around that we played them. Oh, Into the Breach is in there. Shit. Uh, I might even say Darkest Dungeon in terms of my personal experience with it was like, that was first three hours. Fucking fire. But but it might have to end up being Slay the Spire at the end because I do think like it's so much deeper and I really enjoyed that and it's going to continue to give. So maybe, maybe it will end up being Slay the Spire. Um... And then my honorable mention would be Dead Cells, which I think is probably the best roguelike ever, at least for me. It's so fucking amazing. Um, it's just fucking everything a roguelike should ever be. It's like, it's just amazing. <laughs> like, it both has like progress, like you're unlocking things. Like it has such an incredible flow. Like you'll run into a run and be like, I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to do this particular special objective. And if I can get out, I'll be stronger. Like it has like permanent upgrades. It has uh consistent enemy attacks so it's like dodgeable and it's just, like a very like it's it's an action game so you can like dodge enemies so there's like a skill component to it too like where you're just like running around and being like oh dodge this dodge this nice even though my weapon's not that powerful i can still wreck you because i can dodge this um and just like the way that it unlocks like kind of like shortcuts and stuff as you play the game more so it, it allows you to go further faster um the way it's combos, they work off of each other. It's like instead of like in, in this sort of game, I don't know what the, the, the chances are, but I think it's random for the cards you get. But in, in, in that game, it's like, oh, you picked a poison card? I'm going to drop not exclusively poison weapons, but I'm going to up your poison drop chance to like 30 or 40 instead of 10 or like maybe even, yeah, like 30 or 40 instead of 5, what it normally is. So your build just starts to materialize as you play because the game is helping you. Like, oh, you like big weapons that hit really hard. What if I gave you an ability that meant your, your single strikes do double damage? You know, it's like it's just trying to feed you OP shit all the time. Like, yo, oh, you like this weapon with a bunch of small strikes. I can help with that. What if I gave you poison? Like, so instead of being truly random where you're like, God, I hope I'm going to find something. It's like the game is like helping you, like tossing you shit along your way, which is super fucking rad. But uh, I think I ranted enough. Oh, I will say that elena wanted me to mention this and she said she really actually wanted to be on this episode and to play this game but couldn't because she had way too much fun with darkest dungeon this week <laughs> <laughs> and she was like fuck that man i um, love it so there you go that's probably like a you know a, a 
I won't say posthumous, but that's like a ridiculous way to describe to an episode that's already passed. But yeah, like, like really high marks for Darkest Dungeons for Elena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. We might have done it, bros. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, so next week we're playing something um, completely I know. different. It might be yeah. roguelike. I guess we don't fucking know. A do Gabe we? game. <laughs> <laughs> No, next week uh, be it'll back, be hopefully. a uh, yeah. Gabe will Gabe will be back from his long hiatus. Um, he'll be back from the dead, uh, and yeah. I guess uh, we're gonna be doing a, a group playthrough where we all watch McCoy play uh, Call of Duty, okay. <laughs> the, campaign. the campaign. He said yep. you're gonna suffer. Yeah. It's gonna be great, and I'm like, wow, that seems like something that I want in my life. Um, so here we are. Yeah, I believe his exact quote was. How about we all spend a week where we watch McCoy commit war crimes? <laughs> yes, I put yes. So, That's a very popular quote, isn't it? Whatever that means. I, I I certainly don't know. I haven't played the Call of Duty campaign. Um, neither nope. is McCoy. Gabe has. James, have you nope. played? I played a bunch really? of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know. So yeah. I did play go. Call of Duty 4 back in the day, and that had a pretty, like, stunning opener and stuff like this. Uh, and I think there was nukes and things, you know? Yeah. Oh, and there was the no Russian scene. Oh, boy, that's controversial. Um, <laughs> I might have been Modern Warfare 2, but I played them both. But, yeah, since then, I haven't played anything. And people are like, yeah, man, Black Ops is my favorite. I like the one where they go into space. And I'm just like, okay, I don't understand what's going on anymore, so... <laughs> like black ops was like cold or cold war for a while and then it was like yo dude we figured out jetpacks but it turns out you just fly in space because i guess space isn't real or something and i'm just like dude i can't do this anymore <laughs> that's a straight lore by the way look it up okay cool we will talk to you guys all next week um take care of yourselves all right. bye peace